From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. Javed Akhtar has a bad cold but also a quick fix medication. It's fitting then to start the conversation with the pandemic and the impact it will have on the movies. But as with any conversation with the writer, poet, lyricist and storyteller par excellence, the ambit of the conversation quickly widens. We talk about the language of dreams, what Bollywood loses when it loses its songs, and how Amitabh Bachchan and Dilip Kumar, the actors, turn on their star power. How do you see this pandemic changing the idea of films, the very concept of entertainment itself? the question that comes to my mind that now when we make films shall we pretend that it never happened or make a normal average film the way we do or show the pandemic or shall we have a story a romantic story during the pandemic where people can you know what has killed the romance in this world is accessibility technology technology is the worst enemy of romance Can you imagine that if Romeo had uh, a mobile phone? Love is in pining, and technology has totally destroyed, demolished, exterminated pining. That's the problem. But I think after a long time, this uh, pandemic has created some pining. So I wonder whether a normal story or a love story or whatever are we going to show? Uh, the world when it was going through pandemic and uh, render a story along with that i don't know i'm not sure uh, javed sir you spoke about pining now that is you know the kind of uh, you know recently when dilip saab died a lot of things were said about how he mastered the art of you know repressed emotion do you see the emotional content overall also changing there was a time when there was some kind of a premium on grief defeat was almost glorious you know somebody has said that a real hero is somebody who can make a defeat look enviable like devda uh, who destroys himself so there was some kind of a premium on sacrifice on self denial on uh, uh, destroying yourself and whatever but that has changed Uh, people have become more positive but again the pendulum has gone a bit too much on that side uh, now everybody is constantly on a high or pretending to be on high you don't have sad songs in the film are you suggesting that nobody is sad nowadays that cannot be true at all are we the happiest people on the face of this earth that cannot be true but why are we denying that there are moments when we are depressed we are denying that there are moments when we are lonely there are moments when we feel defeated but we don't own them the society and the individual have developed a morality that no you should say all is well and i am doing fine i am at the top of the world that is the attitude of today that is cool that is right and we repress and suppress all those emotions we don't fall in this category so they are denied in the film they are denied in the poetry they are denied in the lyrics so in music how many sad songs you have heard recently in any film 
So that is also not healthy. The mm. fact is that there are moments when I am lonely. There are moments when I am emotional. Now, being emotional is considered to be some kind of a weakness. So you're a man. Right? So men were stopped from being emotional for quite some time. Now even women are not supposed to be emotional at all. How do you think we arrived at this point, and and what it does to our literature and and any creative endeavor? The tempo of life is increasing. There was a time when we used to write letters to each other. A letter would take at least three days to read. The person would take two days to write the letter. If the person would write the letter, image it. Then it will take another three days. So the quickest communication between two people who are in different cities was around eight to nine days. Trunk calls were an impossibility. What an impossibility! I mean, sometimes first of all they were too expensive for most of the people. Then there were hardly any people who had telephones. You know, anybody who had a telephone in loud had a social status in the locality. So. आपका कम्युनिकेशन की स्पीड बढ़ी। तो जब कम्युनिकेशन बहुत स्लो था, एवरीथिंग वाज इन द सेम टेम्पो। बट ऐसा कम्युनिकेशन गेन्ड स्पीड, द म्यूजिक बिकेम फास्टर, द सिनेमा बिकेम डेवलप्ड अ टेम्पो एंड सो ऑन। बिकॉज़ विथ कम्युनिकेशन योर अटेंशन इफ़ेन इस एक्शन की, यू आर स्पॉइल्ड। but but also what you're saying, if I hear you right, is that the more we are communicating, the easier communication becomes. There are a lot of things which are also slipping. Yes, attention span slip, uh, uh, shrinks, and then what happens? That most of the time we are gaining tempo, speed, at the cost of the depth. The depth is sacrificed. अरे भाई जल्दी बोले अच्छा जल्दी तो बोल देगा आदमी ये भी सही है that there was a time where People would meander and they will show their vocabulary and then uh, uh, conversation in itself was an art. Communication was secondary. Brevity was not a virtue. That's a fact. But then again, we have gone equal and opposite. Now, there are times when you need certain thoroughness. There is a very good word in Hindi. Thoroughness. Then what happens that if thirta, if thirta is lacking, that stage quality is lacking, nuances get sacrificed, nuances get murdered. You know, it is like that. If there is, uh, say, water body, and there is no moment, you throw a smallest pebble in it, it will make waves. But if the water itself is in turmoil, then you will have to throw a rock in it to show the difference. That is still part. That stage quality could show you nuances and subtleties. And the moment there is a frenzy, those subtleties and nuances get lost. You mentioned songs a little while ago, and we seem to have, and it has always been a part of the language of the Hind of of Indian film industry. Yeah. And yet, there are at least in the Hindi film industry, there are people. Who almost seem embarrassed by the idea of songs and putting songs in their movies. True, but they are wrong. They are wrong. You see, Hindi cinema has not invented telling a story through the songs. It is a thousands of years old tradition of India. 
You know, if you look at the ancient Sanskrit place, they also had songs in it. If you see Jatra, if you see our uh, rural uh, theater, now Tanki, there were songs in it. Before the emergence of Toki, there was uh, Urdu Parsi theater. Now, Urdu Parsi theater was called Urdu Parsi theater because most of the owners of the theaters were Parsi and most of the writers were from Urdu. They also inherited this structure from Ram Leela, from uh, uh, Krishna Leela, telling a story along mm. with the song and sometimes making songs as the bridge or, or as the footnote of yeah. a character. God. Mm. It was very, very creative and it's wonderful. It's totally indigenous. And Indian filmmakers like say, Guru Das or Raj Kapoor or Vijay Anand or Raj Khosla, they developed a style of shooting a song which was just totally their own. So this is our way of telling the story. Tomorrow mm. somebody can get embarrassed about Kabuki. Somebody can get embarrassed about uh, uh, Italian opera. So what is this? It's not real. Everybody is singing. Yes. People are singing. This is Italian opera. If you want to see it, show it. Otherwise, tough luck. Now the West has another tradition. The West has another way of telling stories. And it is equally good. And I let us not be in watertight compartments also. If there are certain influence of that, and there are people like say, Sam Benazal, uh, he has made such wonderful films, and uh, he has not used songs like this, fine. I mean, there are people who make that kind of film, and everybody has the right, everybody has the right to make that kind of film, but to reject this, to say that this is embarrassing, is very, very short-sighted. And uh, you are denied a form of art which is totally indigenously Indian. You see Piyasa. Can you imagine Piyasa without the song? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Zoya Akhtar is actually one of the few Indian filmmakers today who understands the idiom of song and, and how to you know, use them in the film. I mean, she's... Well, at the same time, I mean, most of her songs also. She's my daughter. I'm very proud of her. And I'm so doing very good work. But as far as the songs are concerned, most of the songs are in the background. They are not lifting songs. Do you think the pandemic will have a kind of a long-lasting effect in the way we tell stories, regardless of whether we include the pandemic or not in the stories? I'll have to think about it, to be honest. But I think it won't. Because ultimately what matters, this is a calamity and we are treating it as a calamity. We are not thinking that this is a way of life or this is the morality of the society mm. or this is the uh, social structure. Uh, we are treating as exceptional days. If we cannot go out, if we can't meet a friend, if we can't have a party, it is not that now this is the fate of our nation. No, we think it's a passing phase that can pass. Uh, but uh, you change when you know that this is a socio-economic or political reality of the country. That affects you in a different manner. This you are treating as some outsider that has influenced you for a while. And the influence is obviously not desirable. But uh, it shall go away. But uh, it is not indigenous. It is not uh, organic. But do you think that there has been some fundamental shift, both socio-economic, political, in the last 
few years. After the liberalization, which happened, uh, or had some... Uh, 91. 91, where you have a free market, then you cannot think in terms of we all the time. Then I becomes a little more important in the market. And the concept of we, or total benefit, which will be in togetherness, benefit, which will be for the nation, for the group, uh, it goes slightly out of focus. It is I, me, myself. And that becomes a problem in cinema, you know. Hmm. Because in cinema, we had it very easy in 70s, 80s, of course, in 50s and 60s. Uh, rich people were bad people, poor people were good people. And uh, uh, the mill owner was a villain and the worker was a hero and so on. Hmm. And by large, on a more serious note, the Protagonist used to be from the working class. Yes. Uh, a taxi driver or tangewala or a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor or uh, uh, unemployed youth or uh, uh, military ka jaman or whatever. But from the working class. If you lo and behold, see in the 90s, in late 80s and 90s, all our protagonists were from the rich family. Rich people living in a palatial house. The moment they would come out of the house, they were either in Switzerland or in Australia or uh, New Zealand or wherever. Because they were so scared that if they shoot the picture in India, calm, wretched, poor person may cross the plane in the background. So they were in total denial. Total denial. Uh, the middle class had found some new affluence and they were celebrating it. And they didn't want to disturb the party by. Uh, asking or by knowing what is happening in Kalahandi. They had no time for that. Yes. But, th but things have changed. And things have changed in a positive manner. Because the filmmaker may not be a sociologist, may not be a, a political scientist, but the filmmaker has an ear to the ground. And that is how he or she makes films. Now you'll see that in multiplexes, there are so many successful films that are about the people from small town. Badai Ho, Bareli Ki Barfi. There are so many films of this kind. Mm. Why? Who is watching these films? Who is making them successful? The younger, so-called cool, younger generation of big cities. And why are they watching this film? Because somewhere, they are not happy because we were excited in buying carpet, wall-to-wall -wall carpet. We were excited buying air-conditioner cars. That's not such a bad thing to have a sort of better means of living. Of course, I'm, I'm not guilty about it, but at the same time, that's not, only, that's not the only thing in the world. So we were excited about it because we were finding it for the first time. Our mm. children take them for granted. Mm. For my children or for your children, there is no difference between an air conditioner, refrigerator, or telephone, or a tree. Subconsciously, the younger generation is trying to look for the rules. We seem to be moving away from fiction. I mean, you know, there's so much, uh, you know, so many biopics, so many people taking inspiration from real life incidents. Do you think that we are moving away from imagination? Who told you that imagination has nothing to do with reality? All that you imagine, 
Then any psychiatrist will tell you, you sit with the psychiatrist, this is what I fantasize. And the psychiatrist will tell you that it has what it has to do with your reality. You know, commercial cinema is actually that they say there is no realism in commercial cinema. I don't agree with that. Commercial cinema has always reflected the contemporary reality. The contemporary morality, the contemporary aspiration, and the contemporary deprivation. But, you know, a cinema is like collective dream. Like when you sleep, your, all your parts of your body are function. And if the brain stops while you sleep, it will die. It has to keep on working. But yes. if the brain keeps working, how will you sleep? So the brain gives you relaxation and space to sleep by changing the language. And that language is dream. The brain is still thinking, but thinking in a very soft focus, in a very suggestive, in a metaphoric manner. So you are relaxed and you're sleeping. The same way, when the society wants to relax, the collective brain that is cinema makes them see dreams. Mm. But these dreams are rooted in their reality, in their present morality, in their present aspirations, in their mm. present hurts, in their present defeats and victories. If you take that film and let some psychoanalyst analyze the picture, the psychoanalyst will tell you about everything about the society of that time when the film was made. Hindi cinema, we are, since we are largely speaking of Hindi cinema, has always had the ability to be slightly ahead of the curve or, as you said, veer to the ground to understand how the society is functioning. So I, I wanted to say that at a time when everything is so polarized and it's not, it's political polarization, religious polarization, economic polarization, when everything is so polarized, can any filmmaker give you a sense of a whole society? And would you not be looking, accused of being looking from only one prism? It's becoming difficult. It is becoming difficult. Uh, because you see that there was time when, say, a Mother India or a Shri Charthobis or a Ganga Jamna or a Shole or a Divar would be universal hits. But now, particularly with the emergence of uh, multiplexes, the society is divided in urban cities and a smaller city. You know, and what happens that you see that uh, whether it is uh, cinema in Eastern UP and Bihar, that is indigenous cinema, it is developing, it has become very big, Pochpuri cinema. You see cinema and even music in Punjab, that is developing. And in the South, you always had different industries yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. So what is happening that uh, at least for two decades it has happened, and I hope that it is on its way out, that cinema was made for bigger cities, audience would, would come and buy a ticket of 500 rupees or 700 rupees and there was another cinema which was for smaller towns of UP and Bihar. So yes, there was a bifurcation. But that makes me think, let me go back, there was a bifurcation or the categorization at that time also. There were so-called social films. Yes. And there were stunt, stunt films. And 
when I had joined film industry 50 years ago, it was the segregation, the apartheid was perfect. Films which were called stunt movies, they had different studios. They had different directors. They had different music directors. They had different actors. They had different directors. And it used to happen perhaps once in a blue moon that a person would be able to cross the border and come on their side. Otherwise, they were a world in themselves. And then there was another social cinema. This film industry, these actors, the directors, the studios, they were different. So there was complete segregation. That segregation melted after angry young man who ultimately, uh, I'm talking of the character, not of the actor, turned, uh, became a caricature on himself and he became a stunt actor. That mm-hmm. character turned into a stunt man. And then slowly this division got over and melted in each other somehow. But thanks to the thrust of the curiosity of a younger generation, and rejection of the fake cinema, which was there, giving you big houses and people in beautiful clothes and singing in uh, Switzerland, they are rejected. Now, the law of diminishing utility has applied on them since the last seven, eight, ten years. And people who had moved forward with this kind of cinema are also changing their policies mm. and their attitude and mm. their choices. It is happening. It is no longer acceptable to younger generation. We were celebrating affluence. Our children are not. How do you write songs for people who are mostly English? The importance of song is going away from Hindi cinema. First of all, they have take a, taken a backseat. Songs have taken a backseat and they are in the background. And after that, if there are lifting songs, they are called item songs, which have nothing to do with the story, which have, you know, if you see a Raj Kapoor film, if you see a Gurudev film, the song carries the story forward. It is a scene which is sung, but it's a scene. Now, the song is kind of a bonus. That If you watch a film, we'll give you these three bonuses. The music has developed a frantic tempo. Situation missing. There is no emotional connect with the story. Music is too fast. So the word never gets established and the word is not important. Because you don't have to convey anything. What do you have to convey? It's not a part of the story. So the words on the borderline of gibberish so the standard of film songs, by and large, have dropped very badly, very badly. And, uh, you know, when you sometimes have a music sitting and the words are discussed, so, discussion over. But when you see that song picturized, those actors could have been singing, Jack and Jill went up the hill, nobody would have noticed. I don't know why there was so much of discussion on the word. Desire to have good music, the desire to have good lyrics is there in the society. Mm-hmm. I go to any city, anywhere. People ask me, Abhi wo aise gaane nahi hote jo pehle hote. But that's People true. are missing that, constantly yes. missing it. Yeah. yeah. But what is happening? The moment cinema will abdicate that responsibility, you see 
that what is happening that is independent music industry is developing. It was never as powerful, as effective as it is today. And you wait for a couple of years. I tell you today, it is going to be so big that you will forget about film music. And, and is there realization among film people that we need to go back to that? I don't know. I don't know. As you say, uh, these people have been brought up on Western cinema. Unka jo connect hai, Hindi cinema, traditional Hindi cinema se hai They have learned from the continent or from Hollywood. So, unke haan kuch, uski jagha unhe nahi lagti. They don't feel comfortable that uh, at a party the hero is singing and everybody is listening and uh, only heroine understands what he means. So, yes, it was to a certain extent, obviously, it was a kind of a suspension of disbelief, but it was cute. We are entering our 75th year of independence. Would say three or four big landmarks, which were turning points in Hindi cinema, would you would you be able to talk about them a bit? Difficult, but uh, I think if we say the cinema from new theaters, cinema from people like Raj Kapoor. Uh, Bimal Roy, Gurudat, Mahboob, then the emergence of angry young man. These are the turning points. And then today the mainstream cinema, like uh, Article 15, I mean, for the first time, mainstream cinema has raised the bar of reality. This yes. is happening and this is a very, very important happening. So, I think this is a picture, like uh, I'll say, Shole is very important because Shole told them that you have a huge market which is untapped, and if you can give something worthwhile, you can exploit such a huge market. I'm one of the writers of the film along with Salim Khan. Lekin, it is beyond my understanding, and so often I have discussed it with the Ramesh Sipi also. One cannot solve this. What is the charisma? Yet the picture was, that was released in 75, even today the minor characters of that film are used in advertisements, in stand-up comedies. They are referred in other films. The simple lines of that picture, which are no punch lines, Ryo Sambhai, or Kitne Admi Thay, but that is how it is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, and I honestly, it's a change. If I remind you or I point it, point it out to you, you will agree. There is not a film in the world, in the world, where you have so many characters that I remember for so many years. In Godfather, there were many characters. That you remember, you still remember them. Yes. In Gone with the Wind, there were characters. You remember them. No, not as many. Do you remember a bit player of Godfather who had spoken three lines? What do you attribute it to? I wish I knew. I would have written another shole. <laughs> you know, this is this is the thing about charisma. If you can solve what is charisma, it ceases to be charisma. What made Dilip Kumar, Dilip Kumar? Okay, he was a very good actor. Yes. But there were some other very good actors also, like Motilal, like Palrat Sahani. 
So what was the name? There was some magic. There was some magic in Brando. There was some magic in James Jean. Was it uh, his pauses, his hairstyle, his way of walking? All right, somebody else will do it. It won't happen. I was talking to, in fact, Nasreen Munni Kabir, and she was saying that you told her that there was a, this film where uh, jahan pe kabaddi match ho raha hai, and in halfway through you see the actor, and then halfway through the lips are becomes you can see the star. That's what you told yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, because I was telling her that uh, logically, it is totally wrong. It is totally illogical that the best character should be the top star, because the journey of the actor, the journey of the star, in opposite direction. A star has a persona that you like. He has a personality, and uh, the character or the stories are hangers. on which you hang this character because people come not to see the hangers but the suit that is hanging and that is the star on the other side the actor should be like water that no taste no color and he gets into pani re pani tera rang kaisa jisme mila do jaisa so he should be the character Yes, and you should see the character, not the actor. Now the journey is in opposite direction, ostensibly. So how come Dilip Kumar, the biggest star, was yeah. the best actor at the same time? I gave her an example that how he used the star. That Ganga, who is a landless labor, who is uneducated and uncouth and polished, uh, is. Playing this kabaddi, and his team is losing. Everybody has gone out of the court, and now he's alone. And the whole crowd is cheering and jeering and so on. And you can see defeat written uh, everywhere. His back is against the wall, and they were playing kabaddi throughout. There was a particular rhythm. Do 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 do, and the person would go on the opposite uh, court and. Uh, they will catch him and he go out of the uh, game. Now this time when he's alone and the whole team is standing on that waiting for his blood, he starts. He takes a long pause, looks towards the sky, just up, and then he starts. Now the rhythm is different. Do 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 do, and every time I have seen this picture in my student days, at least five or six times in different theater. And every time when Ganga would move, dude, dude, the whole hall would clap. Why? Why the whole hall used to clap? Because this different beat used to tell them, "Don't worry, the Leep Kumar has come to save Ganga." The star had become the guardian angel of the actor. Mm-hmm. He would let actor go through the. Narrative, but when the situation becomes impossible for the ordinary mortal that Ganga is, then the star would come to save it. This was the very refined combination that Dilip Kumar had developed between his stardom and his acting. In the scene's book itself, you know, you had spoken about the dignity that Amitabh Bachchan brought to the angry young man, and you said that you know that is what elevated it. 
Now, I want to ask you how important is it for the actors or the star's personality? How important is that in the creation of a star? Oh, of course, of course, of course. I mean, there are people who have very arrogantly said that what is an actor ultimately a puppet. We gave him the line, we gave him the situation, we explain what is the frame of mind you should have, and so on. And um, we make chalk marks on the floor that you start from here and stop there. It's not true. An actor, a good actor, is as creative a person as a writer or as a director. Because this is a human being. The human being has certain aesthetics, certain morality, certain experiences, certain quota of emotion, certain understanding of human relationship or the lack of whatever. This dialogue goes through all this in a good actor. His sense of decency, his aesthetics, his morality, all of it own the dialogue. Only then he can speak the lie and he speaks the lie. I'm not talking of mediocres. I'm not talking of non-actors who are on the screen because perhaps they have a photogenic face. I'm talking of real actors like Amitabh Bachchan. So it goes through their morality, their aesthetics. Amitabh Bachchan when played uh, angry young man, there were many who played after him, but they were not effective. Because his anger did not have a, an iota of arrogance. His anger came from deep hurt. While people who tried to imitate him or tried to be another angry young man, their anger was based on arrogance. Macho man. Amitabh was never a macho man. He was a hurt person. He was deeply hurt, that's why he was hurt. Now, for this, you need develop aesthetics. You need develop morality and sense of decency, what is decent and what is not, even the worst moment of anger. I honestly believe that there is a saying in a part of India, in UP, they say, kisi ko pehchanna hai, to ya to chauda baras uske there is another way. See the person when the person is very angry. So I don't believe that these lines or these scenes would have worked as well as they did with Amitabh Bachchan, with anybody. Today's episode was produced by Joshua Thomas and Jairad Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.